No one has the balls to stand up like I'm doing right now. Stop the crap already. We're all Americans. We're all equal. I don't see black. I don't see Asian. I don't see anything but American. Welcome to One Tough Podcast. Well, this week is a very special week to me, close to my heart. This week is police week. Now we talk about policemen and police women, police officers. Let's not even discriminate. We have police officers now and not difference of sex. They're all the greatest. And we have to tribute and pay a tribute to all the great police officers across this country that have given their lives and also some of them very severely injured and some of them, their families don't come home. A lot of people don't realize when you're a police officer and you put your suit on or you get dressed in the morning, you kiss your children goodbye, your wife, your other significant person, and you know what? You're going out there, and at any time, you could be facing death. And being a police officer is you are judge, jury, and sometimes you have to become an executioner if you're going to facilitate your job and policing people. I think what comes up to play is what happened up in Buffalo. Now, this is a perfect example of this psychopathic murdering little scumbag who ended up shooting all those innocent people. And I've seen the videos, and it's it's so horrific. And something like this, there's no sense or rhyme what causes a person to be such a murderous piece of shit. And I'm sorry for cursing, but it angers the hell out of me. And now all of a sudden it's being used for politics. It shouldn't be used for politics. This is a mentally deranged moron. And anybody on the ultra-right or anybody with this supremacy crap that can support this punk, you know what? You have no life. You should just end your own life because this is horrible. And we can see how brave he was, this tough guy with a gun shooting all these innocent people. Why didn't you shoot yourself at the end? Because your balls were gone. You had no balls to kill yourself. You're such a tough guy shooting all those innocent people. And as soon as the cops came up, as soon as the cops came in there, all of a sudden you gave up like the little punk you are. You should have killed yourself. Also, my heart and soul go out to Mr. Aaron Salter. He was the police lieutenant that was retired from the Buffalo Police Department. And this man confronted this guy. He actually shot at him, but this guy was wearing ballistic helmet, ballistic vest. He hit him. He hit him. He's a real hero, Aaron Salter. And New York State, Hochul, should give him and his family a really big reward of some kind so that family never has to worry about money because Aaron Salter, the retired Buffalo lieutenant, Gave his life and probably saved a lot of other lives because in his this punk's dossier, he was going to continue and he was going to shoot more people in Buffalo and those brave officers that confronted him. Some of them didn't have ballistic vests on. Some of them were not in shape to go against automatic guns like that. But they didn't think about their own lives. They were thinking about saving people. And this being Police Week this week, these are the heroes. These are the everyday heroes. For some reason, we don't want to honor them. Now, all of a sudden, it becomes a cool thing to hate cops. Really, if we hate cops, who the hell are you going to call when you have trouble? 
My God knows my heart goes out to Mr. Aaron Salter and his family up in Buffalo. You're a real American hero, and I'm going to tell you something right now. We should be honoring him in New York State, and this knucklehead governor, Hochul, should be honoring him and giving his family all the support that they can have where they can take care of their family and they don't have to worry about money. We give them money away to all the illegal immigrants, but this is a perfect example of a police officer that gave his life, and we should be rewarding him and his family for the rest of their lives that they don't have to worry about money. And again, my heart goes off. Aaron Salter, he is the police officer of Police Week. Now, we know all about this going on. Now, I got to go a little bit off course here, a little bit. We'll go back to the mass shooting at Buffalo because it's in the headlines, the most important. Right now, we have a problem. We have a problem. I live out in the Hamptons. I live in New York. We got a problem with the roadways. The Long Island Expressway for four exits look like it's a road out of Afghanistan or Ukraine. Looks like it was bombed with 105 howitzers. Holes that are, some of them, two feet deep. And these cars are getting flats. They're getting blown. So I call up the head of the Suffolk County supervisor, Ballone, Stevie. I said, Stevie, what's up with these roads? You know, he says to me, well, Bo, it has anything to do with me. It's the New York State roads. Now, we had Governor Cuomo and Governor Hochul. They don't ride on the Long Island Expressway. All the roads upstate are nice. The Long Island Expressway is so disastrous in Suffolk County. Oh, wait a second. I forgot. They use helicopters. So they go, they don't have to ride on their freaking roads that I have to ride on. I ride on that Long Island Expressway. It's like a combat zone. Now, I won't go on the expressway anymore. Ever since Nassau County turns into Suffolk County, it becomes a war zone in the road. And there's going to be some severe accidents. That's my big gripe of today. Fix the friggin' Long Island Expressway already, Governor. Now, let's go back to this mass shooting things. Now, a lot of people are now talking, oh, with this white supremacy crap. This is a white supremacist. You know what he is? He's a psychopath murderer. White supremacist crap. That's what I say. The reality, probably 8% of the dead people across this country that are murdered every year are these mass shootings. The everyday shootings, like I've said many times, are people being murdered. There were approximately 21,000 murders in 2021. Of those murders, approximately 14,000 were black Americans that were murdered. Of those 14,000 95% are murdered by other blacks. So that means this little punk kid killed 10 people, which is tragic and horrific. But every day, including what happened with this beautiful little young girl a couple of days ago shot in the stomach by these gangbangers, this is a problem that is not one just one mass shooting that we can label this, label that. We have a disease in this country, 21,000 murders. And the biggest disease of this country is the viability of having these armed people out there and no one's doing anything. When they get arrested with a loaded gun, they get right out because of the, our legislature up in Albany, our assembly and our state senate, and they have this bail reform crap. And that means that you could get locked up with a gun 10 times. You're not going to jail. 
I think there's some kind of a problem with that, and we have to combat it. And election days, no matter what you feel, you got to vote for someone that wants to revamp, revamp this bail reform. We have to reform that. And the point is, again, all I keep going back is that little girl, that 11-year-old girl, minding her own business, her whole life ahead of her, get married, have children. She's dead because of a little punk gangbanger shooting guns indiscriminately around. So now, basically, we have to come to, to grips. And I'm glad that this shooting has highlighted the problems that are out there. Should we have gun control? Absolutely. There's no reason for a guy with a banana clip with 47 rounds. That's bull crap. You don't go hunting Bambi the deer with with a banana clip. But, you know, on the other side of the coin, all my gun supporters are going to say, Bo, why are you doing that? I have a lot of guns. I have a lot of guns. I have the right. They're all licensed and all that. People should have the right to have firearms, yes. But I'm talking about when you have killer bullets that are being sold. What a killer bullet is means if a cop has a vest, they can run a bullet right through them. There should be some sort of control over these these assault weapons that have these massive magazines and all that. There's no reason for that. I want everyone to be able to have firearms, but let's control it in some way. Also, all these FBI agents, all this intelligence we got, there's got to be a national database that all law enforcement or even schools, if there is a sign of a mentally ill person like this friggin' punk was, a mentally ill person, and he did things in the school, there has to be a database where they can report it to the database that, Houston, we have a problem with this psycho kid. He's a nut. Then what we do is we can properly investigate and maybe deter another one of these tragedies to happen. But we can, we have all the intelligence in the world all the technology in the world. So why the hell can't we control when a person is mentally ill, somebody to report it to a national database? One, you would put it on alert that you cannot sell that person a firearm. Two, this is something that can be investigated by the local law enforcement to really dig down. We got a lot of cops out there, a lot of FBI agents, DEA agents, federal authorities and all that. They want to put 80,000 IRS agents to investigate uh, how we spend our money. How about we use the federal authorities to investigate people who are mentally ill that we can help and we can stop another tragedy like this happening again. This, I tell you what, when you get this, like this new press secretary, Jean Pierre, this is all we need. I mean, I thought, uh, what was her name? Skanky Pasanky, Skanky Paskanky. I hated her. But I thought she was the worst. All of a sudden, this other one pops up, Jean Pierre. Talk about a racist. Everybody's a racist. I don't need to hear from a, a secretary of the White House and talk about racism. Racism is keeping us departed, keeping us separated. There should be no racism. What there should be, we should all get together. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, everybody is one thing. We're all Americans, and we love America, and we love people out there that work hard. And when these mass shootings occur like this, this just opens our eyes to our problems that we have internal. And you're telling me right now, every year, approximately 500 blacks mostly, are killed in Chicago by other blacks. Do we have a problem in Chicago? Why do we have a President Obama that came from Chicago who never dealt with it? Why aren't we dealing with it now? 
Why? These are the questions that I keep asking. We know it's there. Oh, you know what we should do? We should all send money to Black Lives Matter. I think everybody should open up their wallets send money. I think they got in about a billion dollars since this whole George Floyd thing. But the only problem is I didn't see any of this money being spent on the education or uh, guiding youth in the black neighborhoods to help them. All I saw was big old ass mansions being bought, million dollars to this one girl's boyfriend for moral support, million dollars here, is millions of dollars being spent on this ridiculousness, and all the corporations are being shaken down, all the sports teams, and these fools, these damn fools, all they do is give more and more money to an organization that is doing nothing but keeping the division going. Black Lives Matter is full of crap and do not give a penny. You have other organizations that can help educate minority students, can help them guide their lives, but don't waste your money. $1 billion wasted down the drain. And you know what? It's again, we have to go back to one thing. We have to change these gun laws across this country. We have to tighten up the gun laws. And you know what? If you're a convicted felon, and you're out there with a gun, and you had been arrested with a gun prior, you're doing a robbery, you should have an automatic, if you're a convicted felon, an automatic five to ten year sentence. If you put something like that in there, you'll see a lot of these guys carrying guns go away. Because now you have a deterrent. If you don't have a deterrent, then you know, I'm not going to jail. You keep on carrying a gun. And that's exactly what's happening. And I just feel as though... Such a tragedy when I heard this, when I actually watched the video of this little punk, uh, this little punk, uh, and I'm not going to call him a terrorist. I'm going to call him a little white, I, I'm trying to use words that I could say on the on the air right now, but he's a sorry, mentally ill fool that had no compassion for those poor, unarmed people. And I'll never forget the one first shots he fired. A woman was just standing there, minding her own business, this little Punk comes up and guns it down. He, then he went back and he shot a couple more in the head. This guy, you know what? People talk about the death penalty. This should be a reason to bring it back and fry this kid and have a public execution. Let it be known. You're going to play a game like this, you're going to get fried. And that's the way I really feel about it. And, you know, the, over the weekend again, for some no reason at all, we didn't talk about it. There were 21 shot in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they were celebrating the loss of the basketball team. 21 shot. And they weren't shot by white supremacists. They were shot by other blacks there. But yet that didn't make the news media. Every shooting to me, every shooting to me across this country, every young minority child, black or brown or white or whatever, that is killed is the same to me. And we have a violence and a crime problem in this country that has to be dealt with. 21,000 Americans were murdered in 2021. If that's not alarming to you, I don't know what is alarming. And we have to face the fact the majority of these murders are young black Americans being gunned down by other black Americans, not being gunned down by white supremacist idiots. These, this is our real problem. And until we face this problem, what's going to happen is we're not going to be able to deal with this current crime. Now, 
some new things that came into play. I almost crashed my car into a pole coming over here. I heard that Billy, Big Bird de Blasio, the criminal felon, it wants to run for Congress. Well, I tell you what, Big Bird de Blasio, I am calling for a United States attorney from the Southern District to investigate your bribery that you received. Remember, we went over this. When you have bribery, you have the people giving the money. They're the bribers. Then you have the bribe receiver, and that was de Blasio and his wife, $1 billion, Operation Thrive. And he wants to run for Congress. You know what? I call for a federal investigation. And again, de Blasio, you and your lovely wife there, if you don't like it, why don't you sue me? I'd love to be sued because I would like to depose your ass and your wife's ass and we'll depose each other, okay? We'll put the cards out. You punk, you should go back to Cuba, go back to Havana, Cuba, and live there with your wife or go to Nicaragua, your other place you like with all the other commies there. Get out of my city. You were a garbage can as a mayor. Eight years you put us into the toilet bowl. You want to come back? The only way I want to see you come back, Mr. de Blasio, is with handcuffs, you and your wife, for stealing all these monies from this city, okay? So I think you better change your thoughts about running for anything. I wouldn't like you dog collector. You hear me, de Blasio? If you got a problem, one thing, you might be six foot nine, whatever, but you got balls like BBs. You used to run away from me every time when I ran for mayor, you would run away. You know why? Because you're not a man. You can't face another man. You run away. And you know what? You go into back wherever you go. And you like to smoke your big your big joint. You built that wall around Gracie Mansion higher so you could smoke more. And you could get up at 11 o'clock in the morning and start your day. At least one thing about our current mayor, my friend, Eric Adams, this guy's got energy. And he dresses so fine. But he's got energy. My guy, Eric Adams, he's up and bright early in the morning. He works out. He's in great shape. And you know what? When you're in good shape, it kind of folds out to the rest of your day, the rest of your life. Everybody's complaining about him going out every night. God bless him. He has the energy to go out and stay out to two. I used to have that energy. I can't do it no more. He stays out to two in the morning, partying, zone, and Casa Cipriani. God bless him. He's up in the morning, and he's working. So you know what? If he could do that, I used to be able to do that. I can't do that now. I'm old. But he could do it. I give him all the credit in the world. He's trying. He's saying the right things. Now we have to help. I have to help Eric Adams, and we have to. Here's a good idea. I'd like to get Mr. Katamatidis and WABC involved with a list of all the senators and all the assembly people that are running this election this November. And I'd like to put down their calls as far as ask them specific questions. Will they recall this bail reform thing and get their answers and then publicize it? And then, John, what we've got to do, John Katsimatidis, is put an advertisement in the New York Post and the New York Daily News. These are the assembly people and the state senate people that will not revoke bail reform. Let's name them by names. And then people, when you go to a voting booth, you you have a choice for someone that's going to try to clean up this city or someone who's not. And that's going to be something that I really believe that we can help this city turn around. And if Eric Adams turns this city around, he'll be the go-to guy. But there's a lot of work to do. He's cleaned up a lot. My eyes have seen the homeless situation has been a lot less than prior to him being elected. So he's doing his thing. 
He's doing his thing, and we've got to pray for him that he keeps working hard. And I'm in contact with a lot of people from the New York City government, and I said, I stand fast to help them in any way. I don't need a job. I don't need a placard. I don't need lights and sirens on my car. I just want to help New York City, and I want to be there for Eric Adams, and I, and he's the guy that I chose, and I still got my confidence in him, and let's give him his chance. This was a very, very good podcast because we brought out a lot of issues. Again, Bo, B-O, at investigations.com. All our listeners can call me, send me any kind of questions or anything that, so on my podcast, I can address any of these questions. You know, we're going to go with another one of our true crime stories. This is going to be one where it's really haunting to me, and I it's the old case that was never solved, Jean Benet, a beautiful little six-year-old girl, and we're going to go into that with a Bo Deedle true crime story, and we're going to have that in the can. I tell everybody you should listen up. Again, anybody with any questions, security investigation questions, Bo at investigations with an S dot com. Ask me anything, and I'll try to get back to everybody. Again, thank you for listening. There's one thing about Bo. I love doing this podcast because I say what I feel, and I think I say what a lot of Americans feel. And again, we're not America with division. We're one country, one people. We're an American. And an American doesn't have a color, a race, a religion. It's an American. And that's what makes our country great. Let's bring each other together. Let's deal with the problems we have. And let's eliminate these killings and these shootings across our country. God bless everybody. God bless America. Thank you very much.